0: this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me uh, to several different places this morning. We're going to go on a a Bible drill discovery of God's Word, and uh, you have another blank outline. And, you know, somebody shared last week that uh, they felt like the reason that I did a blank outline is because we're talking about stewardship and just essentially putting a blank check on the table. And so this is my reminder that God has given you a blank check to write whatever He calls you to, to go wherever He calls you to, and in no means uh, is that I couldn't get the outline in by the deadline. That's not at all what it means, all right? So 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. And uh, we're going to look at it, grateful generosity through the lens of talent. All right, we looked last week at time and uh, we looked at uh, time last week. We'll look at talent this week and then we'll look at our treasure next week. But we see the interconnectivity of all of these things and how we utilize them in the world that we live in, daily stewarding precisely what he has called us to and for. Let me read our theme verse, 2 Corinthians 9. Uh, Let's look at 6 through 8, and then we'll dive into several different places that you can write down on your blank sheet of paper that will help you for follow-up, that will also just help focus us on our time, talent, and treasure. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help this morning. Lord, we we recognize that we need you. There's a lot of work still left to be done in our own hearts, so teach us this morning through your word to not leave this place the same way that we came in, that you would continue to instruct us, teach us, mold us, shape us, or we want to be more in line with your will and calling in our lives. Teach us to steward all those things that you've entrusted to us well. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. The first scripture I want to give you comes from 1 Peter 4, 10. You can just write it at the top of your outline, 1 Peter 4, verse 10, and it says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Now, let me say that again. As, as each has received a gift, use it. Right? That could pretty much be the end of my sermon today, right? First Peter 4. As each has received a gift, use it. Right? That's it. That's pretty much the whole sum total of the sermon today. right? 1 Peter 4, right there. As each has received a gift, Use it to serve one another. And then you see where the stewardship tie comes in as good stewards of God's varied grace in your life. So this is our theme. This is what we're looking at. As each of us has received a gift, use it. Now, I want to stop for a minute because I want to just go back and kind of rehash uh, some things that we talked about last week. And and just kind of check in for a minute. We talked about last week the stewardship card. And you talked about that this is a commitment card. Now, I've been struck this week with the stewardship that we have as a church. I've been taken aback afresh fresh and anew, just looking at the serve list and the opportunities that we have a church, as a church to serve and the stewardship that we have as a church right here in downtown Montgomery. I believe the Lord has left us for 193 years in the heart of downtown Montgomery to be a bright beacon of light and influence to the people God puts along our pathway that we would stay centrally located right here in downtown Montgomery, that we would still continue to reach the neighborhoods around us and the nations far extended to us, that we would continue sending teams to India to plant churches, to Mexico, to plant churches, to Brazil, to Haiti, to the ends of the earth on mission for the kingdom of God, while also meeting the needs of our neighbors right near to us. that's That's our calling, right? That we would continue to bring people in through evangelistic efforts, That we would build people up through discipleship and then send them out through missions. That this is the stewardship that God has entrusted to us as a church. That he has entrusted to us babies born weeks ago to be rocked in our nursery and sung songs to and loved on all the way up through high school and college to single adults and to young marrieds and to senior adults through retirement. We have this sacred and stewardship of all the people of God has entrusted to us because as a church, I don't recall the last time any of these pews went on mission to the ends of the earth. I don't remember a time that we plucked some of the stained glass out and said, hey, could you go out and teach uh, over in, um, at the Nehemiah Center? I don't recall the last time that any of this carpet got up and it went on mission in the neighborhoods and the nations. Who does this work? We do. God's people who have been called to this. We are the ones who are stewarding this mission that God has entrusted to us. We are the ones on mission. We are the ones rocking babies. We are the ones planting gardens. We are the one going on mission, telling the world about Jesus. This is the place that we gather for that mission. The Lord has entrusted this stewardship as a church, that we are here as a people to steward God's very grace gifts in our lives. And so this week, on Friday night, as I am so thankful that our church provides four times a year a parents' night out for parents of uh, of kids can come up and drop their kids off at the church and we can go out and have a little time together. And so Brittany and I went out on a little date night and we had dinner and had a wonderful time knowing that our kids are taken care of and wonderful volunteers are loving on our kids and telling them about Jesus and having fun little crafts. And so Brittany and I took the occasion over our dinner to talk about what we talked about last week. I preached a sermon and it doesn't just, I'm not just preaching it for y'all. It, it's, it's here. It hit my heart. And so Brittany and I spent time talking over dinner to say, are we stewarding our time well? Let's talk about it. And so we begin to unpack the things that we feel like the Lord is calling us to, the things that we may need to say no to so that we can say yes to other things. We begin talking about the places that the Lord has entrusted to us to say, are we prepared to take this into this new year? Is this something good and that we are receiving, or we are giving fruit for? Or are there things that we need to lay on the curbside so that we can go and do other things that He has entrusted to us? And so, for an hour or so, we just had conversations to say, Are we using this morning time well? Am I using this season of life well? And we begin to just talk about and unpack. And it was a beautiful moment, thanks be to our church, to give us that opportunity of quiet over a nice dinner to talk about the stewardship of our time. How are we going to make commitments to what the Lord is calling us to? And I don't just say all that to say, look what we've done. I I Ask us individually. This is a stewardship season. As we talk about today, our talent, our gifts, I, I pray the same thing would be true this week for each of us, that we would take time to to think about, to see how we are stewarding the busyness, the schedules, the difficulty, and all the things that we have around us, to steward well that which God has entrusted to us. So let's start right here at number one. Stewardship of our time allows us to have a stewardship of our talents. See, we take what we learned last week, that the stewardship of our time allows us to have a stewardship of our talents. Now, we can have the best talents in the world, the best gifts that the Lord has given us, but if we leave no margin and no time for the deployment of those gifts, then we will never deploy them. As Jay would say many, many times here, your greatest ability is availability. Your greatest ability that God's given you is simply your availability to be used. And if our busyness and our schedules and our time does not permit us from stewarding our talents well— then all we have to say is look at all of our talents, but we never deploy them for influence in the kingdom. Some of us may be the best teacher that has ever been sent to this church, but if we don't deploy the time that God has given us to use those gifts, then it's simply a talent that God has given us but never utilized for his kingdom purpose. So we have to then, first and foremost, make the best use of our time, to be wise in our time, to think about, to flesh out what does it look like to steward our time well and to give him the first fruits of our time. Friends, many of you in this room have been given incredible and remarkable gifts, but the greatest hindrance to your deployment of those gifts is the lack of the time that we utilize for the kingdom. And so this is why we put this in this order. That we would take stock of our time to see how we can deploy our gifts. That we would take stock of what he has entrusted to us and say, Lord, this is what I've got. And so how can I deploy these gifts? How can I utilize these gifts in a way that brings you glory? So let's take that first and foremost, that we start with the stewardship of our time. And let's move quickly to number two, which is all of us have been gifted. Now if you take nothing else away from what I'm going to talk to you about today, this is it. This is precisely what I want to leave what you to leave the church with today is that you have been gifted by God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 tells us that there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit. There are varieties of service but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. This morning, there are a couple lies that I want us to just dismiss quickly. And the first would be this, that I have, that you have no gifts to give. One of the greatest lies that the enemy can tell you is that you have no gifts to give, that you've got nothing to offer. One of the greatest lies that the devil could throw at you is that you've got nothing to offer, you've got nothing to give, that God has not blessed you in a way that can be serviceable in the kingdom of God. And so therefore, we do not serve. This is why I don't help people move because God's not giving me muscles and so I don't help people move. It's a slight joke, but you can take it if you'd like. When we recognize and see that we believe and we believe the lie that we have no gifts to deploy when we bite into the the deception that the enemy gives us that we don't have gifts, that God has not entrusted us any gifts or that we have nothing to offer, then we do sit on the sidelines looking around saying, look at all these wonderful people serving. If we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 to say that the Lord empowers them all in everyone, then we recognize that we truly do have a gift to give. If you look on the Connect card or the... um, commitment card. You see on the back is a little QR code, and there's also a link there. On our church website, we have put a spiritual gift survey for you. If you believe, if you believe this lie today that I don't have a gift, I have nothing to offer, let me encourage you today to go home, log on the website, and take a spiritual gift assessment. But let me do you one better. If you take a spiritual gift assessment, maybe you you get your spouse, maybe you get some of your best friends, maybe you get your parents to take that spiritual gift assessment with and alongside you. And as you take all those things, I guarantee you, you will walk away recognizing that the Lord has truly blessed you with gifts, that he has blessed you in multiple ways. Take an assessment, look and see what the Lord and how he has entrusted these gifts to you. But the second lie, the second lie would be my gifts have no value or other gifts are better than mine. The two things that I've heard a multitude of times is that I have nothing to offer and that other people's gifts are just better than mine. If you look again at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you see in verse 14, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell? But as it is, God has arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. This past week, we had the joy, Brittany and I, of going to benefit dinner for Uh, First Choice, one of our fantastic uh, medical clinics here for uh, unplanned pregnancies and pregnancies in our city. And they uh, asked me to give the closing prayer and I was thinking about what to pray for in this heavy night of just thinking back to this abortion uh, movement and uh, the the pro-life movement and it struck me how good it is that the Lord knows us. Isn't that just a fascinating reality that God knows us? Our gifts, how he's deployed these gifts that before before your parents saw a line on a pregnancy test, before there was a heartbeat on a monitor, and before an ultrasound showed your parents your face, God knew you. That if we believe that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, it means that the gifts that God has entrusted to you are not a cosmic accident of your DNA. It means that he has knit you together that he has so gifted you in such a way, that he's brought you to experience, that he's led you to different things, he has entrusted his gifts by the Spirit into you, that you are not some cosmic accident of DNA that he just said, I guess I gotta figure out how to use this. No, he has entrusted this to you before the foundation of the earth as you dwell and abide in him. He has given you gifts to be deployed. How good it is that God would know us but also that he would lead us into seasons and into places that our gifts can be utilized and used. That as a teacher, God has given you gifts of teaching to be utilized for his kingdom resource and purpose. For you that are hospitable, you've opened, you've given a house that you can open your home to be utilized for his kingdom. For those of you who are single or married or utilized in different ways that God has put you and placed you in the season that you are to be utilized in the places that you are. There are places that God has placed you that I will never get into. There are people that you have influence over that I will never speak a word to. There are situations and seasons and places that you walk into every day with influence, with opportunity that I or others in this church will never see. And so God saw fit to entrust you to it. He saw fit to bring you to it with the gifts and talents and resources and abilities that you have. God saw fit to call you to that place at this time. And we can have an attitude like Moses and say, who am I, Lord? What what do you think I can do in this situation? Who am I to talk to these people? Who am I? Don't you see my stutter? Don't you see that I've got so many problems? Don't you see that I can't do this? Don't you see that I've got nothing to offer here? Or we can recognize that it is the Lord who empowers these gifts to us. It is the Lord who has given these gifts. And it is the Lord who has brought us to these things. He will surely equip us every step of the way. And so the first lie that we hear is I have no gifts. And the second is that my gifts have no value. Our other gifts are better than my own. Friends, can I tell you that you are equipped for where God has placed you. You are entrusted to those gifts to use them as a steward. So we recognize that stewardship of our time allows for stewardship of our talents and that all of us have been gifted. Let's look at number three that the stewardship of our gifts blesses multifacetedly. It's not on the screen, so you can try to figure out how to spell multifacetedly. Uh, I think I got it wrong on my sheet, so we're okay. The stewardship of our gifts blesses multifacetedly. When we deploy our gifts, we're blessing a multitude. First, when we use our gifts, when we exercise our gifts, we are being blessed and we are being healthily uh, pulled along. It's like exercising and eating healthy. When we use and deploy our gifts, we are being blessed as we utilize it. We're also blessing the Lord, recognizing, Lord, you have given us these gifts and I'm going to utilize them to further your kingdom. So, Lord, thank you. So you bless the Lord while you also bless others. When we Refuse or when we don't deploy our gifts, then we are robbing the Lord and others and ourselves of the blessing that comes along with serving the kingdom of God. An example I can give of this, and as I look around at the multitude of ministries of our church, and I could pick pretty much any one of them, but this morning I think about the Master's Garden, one of the most fantastic ministries that has been uh, thought of and imaginated here through our community ministries. Out in the middle of Chisholm is this oasis of life. This massive garden that, that feeds and provides food for so many different individuals also has garden plots that gardeners from the community can come in and they can learn how to grow and plant. And this year, 90 plots were taken by community gardeners in the community of Chisholm from a multitude of different nations. to so the nations coming to Chisholm and getting the gospel and getting loved on and encouraged. And you see the sweat equity that has been poured into that place. See an aging volunteer population out there led by a wonderful Robin Cadell. And you look at these individuals who pour their heart into this ministry. They've been given a heart for gardening and hard work and loving the Lord. So they're out there day in and day out loving on this garden. as They love on the individuals. As they grow produce and as schools come by and take field trips to see this beautiful garden in the middle of Chisholm. Not only are they blessed as they serve, they're blessing a multitude upon multitude upon multitudes of people. Friends, that ministry, that ministry opportunity needs servant-hearted individuals to go and to labor and to utilize their gifts. To deploy the gifts that God has given them, the availability of the gifts that God has given them. And so this morning, in your order of service, we, we came up with a little sheet recognizing that at times you look and say, hey, I've got time, I've got got gifts, I've got talents, but I don't know what to do with them. I don't know where to use them. And so we just came up with a little sheet saying, here are the service opportunities right now at our church. And so maybe today you would just take a moment and you would say, hey, I, I know that I've got opportunity and I want to see where the Lord can use me. Maybe you see some opportunities this morning, and you say, yes, that's mine. I want to take that one. I want, to, I want to use that. Maybe you see right here on Master's Garden, you would say, yes, I, want to, I love to garden, I love to be outdoors, I can help. And so you check that box. Maybe you see van drivers or teachers or RA leaders or photographers or broadcasters. Or maybe you see something on here that you would say, yes, I want to deploy, I want to help. Or maybe you would say, you know what, I have, this is too many boxes, I have no idea. Maybe you just want to write your name at the top and say, Mark, I, I'm just... Somebody call me. I, I want to I find out where I can serve in the kingdom of God. Maybe you'd say, I've got Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. Is there anywhere I can serve? Maybe that's all you need to write down. Maybe you just want to write your name and say, I'm ready. We're not going to have 40 people call you. One of our staff members will just call you and say, hey, how can we help deploy you out on mission? Maybe you'd say in 2023, I'm ready to use my time to go on the mission field. I'm ready to take a mission trip for the first time. Fill out a card and just say, I'm ready to go. As we talk about our serving the Lord, maybe this sheet is an opportunity for you just to stop and say, you know what, am I utilizing my time, my talent in a way that glorifies the Lord? As you use your spiritual gift inventory, take this as an opportunity and just turn it in. Fill it out and turn it in as you leave. Fill it out, place it in the offering plate. Come back next week and turn it in to say, Lord, I am ready to serve. So often there's opportunities and we don't know what the opportunities are. And so here they are. Right here, the most urgent needs of our church, the most urgent needs to help us fill him. But recognize that the, the community of believers—we're all gifted—and we bless multifacetedly. See number four: the local church is where we grow, exercise, and strengthen our gifts. The local church is where we grow, exercise, and strengthen our gifts for deployment wherever the Lord would lead us. We see in First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twenty-seven: "Now you are the body." Of Christ individually and members of it and God has appointed in the church it's for the church in the church that these gifts are utilized and deployed I think about in just a few weeks how when I turn around there will be a massive tree erected right here I think about the living Christmas tree is one of the most foundational and wonderful opportunities to share the joy of a multitude of gifts being used for a singular purpose And so often we think about the singers on the living Christmas tree. But peel back for a moment, before that living Christmas tree is erected and there's people that crawl up in that tree, you have people who love to use their hands and build the living Christmas tree. You have people before that who were engineers who draw up the plans for the living Christmas tree. You have imagineers who come up and come up with the idea to imagine the living Christmas tree many, many years ago, who had the creativeness to come up with a, a program like the living Christmas tree. You have electricians who come up and wire the tree, Uh, people who love audio to come up and try to figure out how to amplify the, the tree. You have others who run a camera and make sure it's recorded so it can broadcast many, many times throughout the week. You have orchestra members who love to play and deploy their gifts in the orchestra. You have those who love to program and write out and to draw. You have evangelists who will follow up with everybody who makes a decision. You have prayer warriors who come up and pray over everybody in this tree. It's not just one gift being utilized for the living Christmas tree. It is a multitude of gifts by a church who wants to see one thing be done, to lift up the name of Jesus. See, friends, that's what keeps a unified and strong church. It's a multitude of gifts being deployed and utilized for a singular purpose, to lift up the name of Jesus. Friends, that's why we ask you to serve in the nursery so that you can rock a baby and sing the sweet hymns of the faith over that little baby. That's why we need people to work in the child care, and that's why we need people teaching gospel truth in our Bible fellowship classes. That's why we need people erecting a living Christmas tree. That's why we need people being van drivers and golf cart drivers and greeters, so that we can relay the love of Jesus to people. That's what we do here. That's who we are. That's why we go on mission to the ends of the earth, to lift up the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 12, verses four through eight, that would echo everything that we've talked about this morning as we conclude. For as in one body, we have many members, and the members don't have the same function, so we, though, are one body in Christ, individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Twice now, in different verses, on different edges of the New Testament, Paul will write, according to the grace given to us, let us use them. I can think of no better, simpler, more practical admonition for you this morning than this. You have gifts. Use them. It's what the, what the Bible says. And so if the Bible says it, I think we should, should do it. And so let's deploy the gifts in the way that God has given us throughout our week, throughout our day, throughout our hours, as we steward the time that God has entrusted to us. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you. We come to this moment thanking you for the gifts that you have entrusted to us. Lord, right now, I know that there's an active deception campaign in the hearts and the souls of each of us. A deception campaign that would say, You have no gifts to offer. You have no time to offer. That our gifts are not special, they're not anything too heavy that could be utilized for big things. Lord, I thank you that you have entrusted each of us gifts to be deployed. And I pray that we would truly take stocks of all that you have entrusted to us. That we would be wise with the hours that we are given, the minutes that we're given. That we would be wise with the season that you have led us to. And that we would be wise with the giftings that you have entrusted to us. And I pray that we would not just hear all of this and say, well done, but we would would walk out of here with an eagerness to find our gifts, to use our gifts, and to see our souls come alive as we live in the calling that you have brought us to. Lord, help us, teach us, show us. Let us be led by your wisdom, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen.